So what are we uh, what are we going to be talking about today? Any ideas? Uh, I figured we'd talk about the NCAA tournament. You had a few good posts about that. Figured I'd talk about the the state basketball tournament. I don't know. Anything else you'd like to talk about? We can talk about our 50th uh, birthday trip. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's funny. I was thinking maybe we should talk about stuff that we would just never talk about. Like things that we think about writing about, but we never write about. I think that's great. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's terrific. <laughs> like a while back, I did all this research for a post about the Connecticut women's basketball team. And I lost total interest. I was like, oh, I, just... <laughs> I do that all the time. I have no interest. <laughs> I do yeah, that all You never posted who won the state tournament. Did you? I think I did. I think it's in the comments, yeah. There's no comment. On the two teams left one, there's no comments. Hmm. So I'm still waiting. You can reveal on the show. We'll Maybe I'll reveal on the show. I think it's in there. I thought it showed. Maybe you put it in the final four one. Um, oh, I might have done that. I can't. That's very possible. Let's see. I added a bunch of pictures. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> That's hysterical. Uh, okay, well I'll reveal. I guess I didn't. I thought I had. That's funny. I liked your whole rant about charter schools and public schools. Yeah, that's what I did. I just wrote all that into the I did. Yeah. Yeah. If you scroll back into the comments of that one, you'll see that I just like, I mistakenly put it in the wrong post. Oh, so that, you did reveal in there. Did. That's okay. I'll talk about that in the. How did I miss that? Okay. I thought I had kept up with all those comments. Oh, okay. BG beats Cooper. Yeah. You know what? I guess I went back in there and I was reading that stuff. I, I somehow I missed the score. Yeah. I missed that that was the finals. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I completely understand. It doesn't indicate that. Yeah. Well, uh, it doesn't matter. That's, by the way, I think that this should just be like how we start the show. It's just start talking. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. Because it's going to be just for us. Well, I understand that. But, you know, it's still nice to have an introduction like I'm Eric. Whatever we do. I don't even remember what we did last time. Anyhow, I know what you mean. We could do that. We could just I could just fade into us talking. Yeah, for more than a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> we could try that this week. We'll just fade in. And, okay. And so we, now? we would have probably already faded in by now. We'll just be talking about how we could fade into us talking about fading in. But are you already recording? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's been recording. Okay. Well, great. As yeah. soon as we so, connect, it's recording. So. Okay. Well, you want me to talk about the state basketball tournament first, then, since we're already talking about it? Sure. All right. So, so I was totally wrong. So this is Eric, and <laughs> on, the, on the on the second podcast, I was totally wrong about well, the defending that. Bowling Green champs. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Two in a row for Bowling Green. <laughs> no, no, Bowling Green. Bowling Green did not win the 2016 championship, but they did win. The 2017 championship. They uh, so the state high school boys basketball tournament. This was the hundredth, 
This was the 100th uh, Sweet 16. And uh, so Kentucky is, is, I guess, one of the rarities now that we have a single class. We have no, well, we have no class. We have no class. <laughs> we have no class system for high school basketball. We just have one boys basketball champion and one girls basketball champion. And this has always been true. And we, uh, this year we named our one, we, we had our 100th state tournament and the winner was Bowling Green and it was their first ever state championship. So congratulations to the Bowling Green Purples. There you go. And they beat a team that also has never won one, uh, uh, in from Northern Kentucky called, uh, Cooper. They're from a town called Union. No, the Jaguars. And, uh, so the final was 67 56, which I didn't, I didn't even, I paid attention actually to a good bit of the tournament up until that point, but on Sunday it was when the championship was. I, I know nothing about the game because, um, <laughs> the, the high school athletic association had the poor luck that their game, um, their, their game was, um, opposite. Uh, University of Louisville's and University of Kentucky's. Uh, that's happened and, before. What's that? I, that's happened before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just but they, actually, they actually had, um, I think they had about 11,000 and change um, in the building for the championship. That's so great that's, for the championship game. And, you know, who cares? Whatever. As long as they keep having it. You know, whatever. The people that were there, they were excited. People who paid attention. And, uh so anyway, yeah. I can remember, I, it seems like I can remember, and maybe I'm remembering this wrong, but, you know, Mom used to always have the TV going on the NCAA tournament. Yeah. And then she would have the radio going on the basketball yeah. when it was going on at the same time. And, um, of course, then there for, for a short time, she had two TVs going on the NCAA tournament. <laughs> but she used to always have the radio going on the on the on the state tournament, I remember. Um, then she lost interest in sports. So I don't know what happened. But. <laughs> well, I um, they they used to until just like two years ago. I think it's just been two years now. Of course, I was wrong about who even won the championship last year. So I don't know why you would think I would know that this would be true. But uh, they used they formerly played both the semifinals and the final on the same Saturday. They would play the semifinals in the morning. And then they'd come back in the, yeah, I guess. That sounds block. right to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they absolutely did that. That was just a very recent change. And now they've gone to the semifinals on Saturday evening. And then the championship on Sunday early afternoon. They, they, uh, I think they tipped off at 2 Eastern um, this year. So that then everybody can get back home, you know, from Lexington after the game. Um which I think is, you know, I think that's fine. I mean, I think that's a good way to do it. Uh, it was just poor luck. I mean, I, I actually missed the UK game too. I, I just had other stuff going on. We had a. You just don't like Kentucky sports anymore. That's right. <laughs> Believe it or not, we had to go to an art gallery reception on Sunday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> that's the truth. Yeah. There is. There you that's, go. that's what I was doing. Holy so I, but I was. I was actually quite glad to see that um, I was glad that Bowling Green won. And <clears throat> ever since we had talked about them at the last um, on the last podcast and you had you had asked the question, you know, like how you did not remember Bowling Green being dominant in any sort of high right, school. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
And so, I mean, I don't have any answer to that. I, I got interested in that myself and kind of like tried to nose around a little bit and really didn't find a satisfying answer. I asked, um, I asked Jason Frakes, who's the guy at the Courier Journal who covers high school sports. He, uh, you know, statewide. Um, and he's a Bowling Green high grad and native. He had, he had picked the, the, at the beginning, he had legitimately at the beginning of the Sweet 16 this year picked the final and the champion. So good for Jason. Wow, that's cool. Uh, yeah, it was cool. That's, that's, that's pretty really cool. It's pretty tough to do. And um, he, um, anyway, he said, uh, oh, I forget what he said. Where did I got it in a comment here. Okay, he said, good run of athletes in football slash hoops. Expanded classes allowed to dominate 5A football. Strong coaches. He was busy when I asked him. Um, you know, he was working when I asked him. And so I don't know if he'd stand by that answer, but... Uh, if he really thought about it, I wonder about. Um, so he says the rise of football sort of bleeding over to the rise of other stuff. Yeah, I think he. I think that what he feels like is. I think what he would say is, is that the, the expanded class system. We went to, from four to six football right, classes. Right. A couple, of, you know, I don't know. It's been maybe six years ago now. Um, that that no, created no. you know for it maybe it may have been longer than that. But it created a window for um, it created a window for Bowling Green in football, and that I think he uh, would say that the basketball coach is just really good, um, DG Sherrill. So they've been, I mean, they have even though they did not win a state championship before, they have been in the tournament pretty consistently for the state tournament now for several years. Well, you but, remember when we were in? Um... Maybe we were still in high school. Maybe it was after we left high school. Paducah Tillman started this weird run of dominating the track championships, right? Yeah. I think they won like six or seven years in a row. Right. And at one point, they even moved them up in a class. And apparently, from what everybody said, it was just essentially, it was for no other reason except to get them out of the class they were dominating. Oh, is that right? And then they still won. Huh. And apparently, and that bled over, you know, into their, they had those good football teams during that run. They made a pretty deep run into the basketball, I think, one of those years with, with all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's funny how one thing can kind of trigger other stuff. But Yeah, yeah. I think that's right. I mean, I, I don't think... Um, I think there's some other things. I mean, uh, Warren County is, um, it's the, the, where Bowling Green is. It's the, it's the fifth largest county in the state. Right. And they have a process and I don't know how long this has been around, but they have a process where you can, uh, they have like a reciprocal. There's, there's Bowling Green independent schools, but then there's also Warren County schools and they have some kind of reciprocal agreement to where you can apply to attend the city schools, regardless of where you live in the county. So, I mean, when you think about, you know, if basically all the sports team sports minded kids in Warren County in the fifth largest state have the access to all pile up into one school, that's that's phenomenal. You know, that's a huge amount. I mean, to some degree, that would be even a greater advantage than what, um, you know, Trinity or St. X would have in Louisville, Jefferson County, because there's no tuition. So. Um, has you know, Bowling Green grown a lot since you were in college, or has it was it already was it always yeah. that big? 
No, no, it was not. I don't know how, let's see. It, it's had, I looked this up and I'm obviously going to get this wrong, but I was looking this up on Wikipedia in terms of the demographics and it's, it's had like two decades of, I think one, the, the night over the course of the 1990s, I think it, Bowling Green grew by like 19%. And then uh, in the 2000s, it grew by like another 20%. That's a big so, number in Kentucky. That's a huge number. And, uh, so, but as recently as like, uh, oh, I'm getting my, no, I'm starting to get my stories confused. I was about to start talking about Scott County when I was still talking about Warren. But, um, <clears throat> so it has grown and it has this like, you know, reciprocal agreement across the county to where kids can go basically where they, it sounds like wherever they want to. It doesn't sound like it's some big, you know, it has to be approved or anything like that. You just have to meet the application deadlines. And, um, I, I don't know the details of the process, but it didn't look like it just a little bit. And I don't know if that's a new, you know, I don't know if that's a new thing, if that's changed since, you know, 1995 or whatever, or if uh, that's always been the case. But anyway, those are two pretty big factors. And, um, yeah, so anyway. Back on, you know, now that we're talking about population again. Yeah. Population theory. Um, <laughs> the... Uh, have you ever heard Kornheiser and his population theory on soccer? No. Uh, he talks about this on PTI all the time. The mm-hmm. um, He just thinks the U.S. should beat all these smaller countries because we have more people. Right. So the whole population theory. But I got to thinking after we talked about Madisonville last week and their population, is, and this is just my own curiosity now at this point, is Madisonville, is the city really small? as compared to the county, you know what I mean? Like, cause the county I would assume is a lot of people, a lot more people than, you know, 20,000. Yeah. I got to thinking about that after we talked, I thought, you know, 19,000 people is just not a lot of people. Right. So the county population in 2013 was 46,634. Now let me look again at the Madisonville population. And it was, uh, in 2013, it was 19,791. So there were more people living, you know, uh, and, and the city population counts towards that total county population. So well, it sounds like Paducah in the sense that, you know, the county has, like McCarkey yeah. County is what, they got to be close to 60,000 now. Um, but Paducah, I don't think has ever, I don't think Paducah has ever gotten over... Well, what's it say now? Oh. So it says now Paducah's like around twenty five thousand. So Okay. And the county population is sixty five thousand three seventy three. So there's there, so it's, it's a very similar ratio. Yeah, it's a very similar ratio. So what about yeah. speaking about Paducah, so um and this is getting way off topic. It's okay. The Alban Barkley Regional Airport. Yeah. Um did they, yeah, still, did they still have flights in there? Do they still have a, a regular flight in from Nashville? I assume that's where they fly in from, is, would be Nashville, right? Well, I think they've gotten more. Um, where do they fly? What flies in there now? Let's see if I can get that real quickly. I don't know. I've never flown in or out of Paducah. Um, we had uh, cousins of ours fly up from Tennessee one time. 
That's exciting. In the 70s. Yeah, they wanted to go on a flight. You know, they wanted to fly on an airplane. They had never done that before. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Uh, back then, you know, you could fly... They flew pretty big planes into there. If probably Ozark Airlines was probably what they were flying. And I think, I don't know who flew in there. Um, no, they did not fly into Nashville. They, the, right now, the only airline is United Express, according to, this, according to Wikipedia, the only airline is United Express um, and two daily depart to Chicago. So Interesting. Well, yeah. all that drug running. To- <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, That's odd, Chicago. I would have, I would have thought they would bump them into Nashville, and then they would use Nashville as a. Hu- I mean, because here, like in Moscow, we all every flight, we only have one flight. It goes to Seattle, like yeah. three times a day, maybe. Yeah. So. Yeah. We could fly out of Paducah to go into. Um, uh, Spokane, if you wanted to. They're, oh, yeah. That'd be uh, good. They're very expensive. Yeah, it is. Uh, actually, um, I think that the price difference in these little regional airports have actually come down. It seems like to me, I fly out of Evansville quite a bit now, and they've just got a handful of flights. Um, but when I go for business, I almost always just go out of Evansville, because once you factor in the, sure, the, drive and- the drive and that sort of thing, it's about as about as cost effective. Dad used to fly out of the Chicago airport or the uh, Paducah airport quite a bit, um, you know, for business stuff. Of course, he was probably flying to Chicago because that's where his the main company he did work for was based. So he used to go out there and eat at that restaurant sometimes just to go eat. That's expensive though. Paducah to Chicago is like four fifty. Yeah, it's expensive. That's pretty pricey. Of course, that was looking at this week. You know, maybe if you look ahead, right, it's cheaper, right. But enough out and do all the tricks. Yeah, yeah I don't know. It's, oh, I'm sorry, go on. I was just going to say, we used to just drive out there and have supper sometimes at that uh, restaurant at the airport. Oh, it's 200 bucks if you go a month out. It's 200 okay. bucks from Paducah to Chicago and back. So round trip. So that's not bad. That's not bad, actually. That's true. You guys used to... <laughs> I, remember, <laughs> I remember when you used to do that. So. We used to go to the Kmart Eat at the Kmart sometimes. There you go. The Kmart cafeteria was good. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It was very good. I was, I don't know. It's a shame that kind of stuff just, you know, we were talking about this the other day. Um, So this here, I forget the question, how this came up, but the idea was you have access to a food that you normally don't have access to. Yeah. And so you tend to um, overeat it, you know, like you overdo with it. Sure. And when we used to go to the state park, the Barkley, um, for lunch every so often on a Sunday, <laughs> you know, Dad would always come back with like four desserts, all piled, all of them would have whipped cream piled on top. <laughs> Good for we, we never made homemade whipped cream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. But it's a shame that those places, I'm now really sounding like an old folky. So it's I'm like getting it's, close to my age 50. But it's like Slaw at Applebee's or uh, Ruby yeah. Tooth. Or but it, it's kind of, I do think it's sad that those restaurants at the state parks were really the, they really lost 
to the boom of like restaurants and stuff, you know, chain restaurants. You know, it's Paducah got, I mean, Paducah has so many restaurants now. Yeah. Why yeah. take the time to drive to Lake Barkley and eat, you know, eat at the yeah. State Park? They still get, uh, you know, the, um, the state did a, some kind of study. I'm going to get all the facts of this wrong, but anyway. <laughs> uh, and it bridged the Governor Bashir's and Governor Bevan's um, administrations. But they looked into all this, and, and Governor Bevan now has like identified that the the state is – I mean, they've done a lot of refreshing of the state parks. That's, I think that's what the term they used was refreshing. Um because they see them as revenue centers, you know, right. yeah. um, they're still pretty, they do. Okay. Um, they did some stuff like, um, they reduced the, they don't do the buffets, you know, the big buffets in the restaurants as much as what they did. And they, they shut down more in the winter. Some of them do most of the parks shut down in the winter, uh, for, or at least, uh, they have more limited open hours, uh, stuff like that, but they're still, they're still firing. And I, I Got to tell you that catfish on Friday nights at the buffet, and all the state parks have the same menu at each one. They're all quite consistent, and uh, man, it is fantastic. And uh, we go, you know, four or five times a year. So that's cool. Yeah, it is cool. That's cool. So it was always our big one treat, you know. We would go usually around yeah. Mother's Day, and I remember yeah. the line would be literally out the door. Oh, floor. Mother's Day! Mother's Day! Yeah. We go every year for Mother's Day, and it's it's still. I mean, it's a huge line. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Really down here good. at Dawson Springs at the park at Penny Rolls State Park in, right. in Dawson Springs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the banana pudding. The banana pudding is great at the state park. I've never been a big banana pudding fan. Well, I'm not. I, it's the only place I eat it. But they is it the hot or the cold? It's the hot. Okay. It's it's the hot with a meringue. And I'm pretty sure they're using mayonnaise in the banana pudding. And, uh, what? Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Mayonnaise. Yes, man. I think that's just the uh, the bacteria buildup. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking I'm thinking they got some mayonnaise in there. It's really good. I'm gonna that that may be a question I need to research for uh, for no, the. They're not gonna for, give out their secret I, recipe, obviously. Yeah, that's pretty funny. So what's so, your? Oh, what's, okay, go. I was just gonna say. So what's your method? What's method one? Oh, on, model one. Yeah. Model. Uh, I can't reveal my secrets. <laughs> well, I can tell you this. It's 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 heavily based around Sagrin. Okay. Because when I started doing this, like, I don't know, 10 years ago, um, Sagrin was really the only computer model out there that was yeah. easy to get access to. Yeah. And um, I guess I've been doing that. I guess I've had that database that I've been using since the 90s. So, um, and back then, Sagram was kind of it. Okay. You know, as far as I remember. Yeah. And so it is based pretty heavily on Sagram. That's probably why Sagram and Model 1 are so close at the top. Sure. To each other. The other models I built a couple of years ago, and honest to God, I don't even remember how they're structured. (laughs) 
That's the sad thing. <laughs> That's great. I had this vision, you know, it's, I had this vision that I was going to, because now you can get tons of data. You know, you yeah. could get data for every player on every team right. if you want to. Yeah. Um, and I had this vision at one point I was going to build this whole robust, like, structure and but then I quickly decided that's stupid. So I just threw together a couple of different models that just mostly bases around like points scored, points against. Yeah. Looks at some of the numbers from Pomeroy, Kimpom, and some of the numbers from Sagrin for different things. Um, and last year, Model 2 actually outperformed Model 1. So it's interesting to see the, the difference this year. Do you remember if if any of your models has ever outperformed Sagrin? Always. It's always outperformed Sagrin. Wow. So it'll be interesting to see. And I've always outperformed Kenpom. At least Model 1 has. Yeah. So I'll be curious to see if, you know, if that's different this year. I mean, part of that comes down to the fact that, you know, like, you look at Kenpom. I mean, he had Gonzaga ranked as the best team in the country. And, you know, since I'm just going down and saying, okay, this is his rating at the beginning of the tournament, and basically where he has teams ranked, that's who I'm picking to win. Right. Um, and I'm not sure he does that. See, I think yeah. Ken Palm, like, if he were to actually run it out, yeah, I don't think he would necessarily get Gonzaga as his winner. Right. Because, you know, he does this whole, like, team versus team yeah. analysis right. thing. And Sagrin has started doing that now too. I don't know. Okay. I don't know when's the last time you looked at Sagrin. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't know. even find it anymore unless you search for it. Yeah, it used to be in USA Today, right? It's still there, but they've kind of buried it. Okay. I mean, I don't understand why. Right. Um, but he has started doing now a daily pick. So it's just like he's essentially competing with Kim Palm. Yeah. On that front, so. So I would be inclined, I think that if I was going to do this, I think I would try backwards engineering like the most recent tournament. And what I would do, I think, is look at the results and then, you know, try to figure out what were the statistical commonalities among the winners, you know. No, that makes sense. So, like, I would look at, I think what I would do is start with, like, you know, Teams that have, you know, four per, four players who shoot better than forty five percent from the field, you know, something like that. Um, if they have four starters that are doing that, then what's that mean, you know? Or, um, you know, assist total team assists per game. You know, who? How often does the team that averages more assists per game win? Um, well, the one I always keep coming back to is the Connecticut win the last time they won. Was that the Kimball Walker yeah. run? Yeah. And I always come back to that one because I always think, like, you can't, no matter what model you use, I don't think you could predict this guy getting this hot right. that long of an extended period of time. Right. And winning the tournament. It's like NC State. You know, when NC State won the tournament, yeah. I mean, how? there's no computer model in the world that would have predicted that. Right, right. You no, know, it just wouldn't happen. So, yeah. But I think you're right. I think analyzing, like, if you could go back over 10 years mm-hmm. and, and do a data analysis of the winning, of the, say, the Sweet 16. 
Yeah. And then the final four. And if you could see kind of anomalies between the final four and the Sweet 16 teams, I think you're right. I think that would be really cool. Like that would be fun. The, yeah. Uh, you can, uh, yeah. Well, there, there's your project for next yeah. week. Nobody has time. Four fourth, <laughs> four fourth podcast. The uh, I and I know that you and I agree on this. This is just fun to talk about because we agree. The it's just ridiculous that the conferences are weighted oh, differently by the, you know, the whole jive of how the you know the tournament field gets. All right, so you know, okay, I'm glad you brought this up because I was looking at this last night. So, you know, every year, the last two years, I've done this thing about the the SEC performance yeah. in the tournament and right. how, you know, they, they're consistently viewed as a bad basketball right. conference. But up and going into last year, they had not only the highest winning percentage in the tournament, but they had the highest percentage of teams to make it into the Final Four. Okay. Over the last 11 years. Hmm. So I went in last night and added in, and I'll have to see if I can remember where I stored this. But I went in last night and added in the um, last year's results. Okay. And, of course, last year, I don't know if you remember, but last year they had that crazy, the ACC had that crazy run um, where they put, like, what, four teams in the tournament or something like that? Or in the Final Four, rather. Mm-hmm. So last year pushed the ACC up. So now the team with the best winning percentage over the last 12 years is the ACC, right? But they average, and they average 5.4 teams a year. Okay. Getting in. The... Um, the team with the lowest average getting in every year is still the SEC. They get 4.3 teams a year. But the SEC averages putting 15% of those teams into the Final Four. Okay. Where right. the ACC averages putting 11% of their bids into the Final Four. So. Well, you so know. I just think it's stupid. You can't go in, but this happens every year where you get this like from the beginning of the year, there was yeah. this mindset: the ACC is right. the best conference. The ACC is the best conference, and so they end up getting nine teams in. Right. And a team like Illinois State gets left out just because they want to put nine teams from the ACC in. Yeah, I know it's insanity. Yeah. I mean that that you could have a start. I mean that no kids would figure out. I mean, if you got if you got together. A committee of like you know ten, eleven year olds, and said, "Okay, put together a basketball tournament." You know, there's no way they would come up with anything near this right, where right. you would like say, "Okay, these are oh, but these are all you know all conferences of the same division." But we're going to say that this conference, just based on them playing each other, that they look better than this other conference. So we're going to give this one nine bursts in and the other one one. I mean, it's ridiculous. You just you you got I, I don't know. It's just. It's just silliness, um, but <laughs> I think I really I would just absolutely be for if you if you're a Division One conference, you get um, you get your regular season champion in, and you get uh, if your tournament champion is different than your regular champion regular season champion, you get both of them in. 
And then that's the number of automatic births, however many that works out to. And then you have this like fluctuating number of, of, um, at large is to 64. So, you know, I think there's 31, aren't there? I think there's like 30 conferences or something like that. Maybe there's fewer than that. Do you remember, do you remember this thing we were working on last year about around the, um, Oh, we uh, this out, didn't we? Didn't we get yeah, out? Yeah, around the states. Yeah. Like, we were going to have a whole state uh, tournament, and, and, like, each state would have their own. Yeah. <laughs> would have their, I stumbled upon that stuff last night, and I was like, wait, what? What <laughs> happened? I don't remember what we did with this. That's right. What if I can... What if... I can't what? even find now today. I can't even remember where I found that. But, yeah, we had this whole idea that... Um, you know, you would take a team from each state and um, here we go. Let's see. Division totally. One. Oh, yeah. Here's your, yeah, here's your 2012. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what horrible fathers we are. <laughs> Husbands and fathers. You think so? Oh, we are. we're awful. Um. <laughs> <laughs> My, the funny thing to me is we spent all that time on it last year and I can't even remember it. Can't remember. You know, it's like, sure. Yeah. yeah. That's the sad that's, part. Can't find where. Yeah, that's right. I played my whole tournament based on that that, that notion of getting the conference. Season. <laughs> 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 oh, my Lord. That's just, uh, all right. Well. Yeah, that's the way it's supposed to be, though, right? That's right. Okay. So it, just, it just reminds me of being a kid. You know, we, we, I'm sure, like, how many projects did you start as a kid? That's right. That you never. Oh, yeah, we were supposed to talk about stuff. Hey, i got to get back to work. I'm sorry. But... No, it's okay. I'll try to find that uh, tournament so data we did last yeah, year. I'll try time. to find that tournament data from last year, and we'll, we'll rehash that. Oh, yeah, that'd be that'll good. Be fun. Well, maybe we could just play the tournament. Yeah, maybe. Just... Sure, we could. I don't even remember how we were determining, like, who was winning what game, unless we were using, like, Play It Again or something like that. Weren't we using What If Sports? Yeah, maybe. That's what I meant. Yeah, What If. Yeah. yeah. Does that still exist? Um. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right. I think it does. I think I think it's there. Yeah. Oh. Well. Yeah, yeah, it's still there. More than a feeling. <laughs> oh man, I haven't even thought about our our outgoing song this week. <laughs> oh, that's right. We get a different one. Uh, I'll have to think about that now. We didn't talk about any music, so I don't have anything to to put on there. Right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, this was well, fun. That was a good show. I loved it. Okay. I'll see you later. <laughs> I had a Margaret. Kids. Yeah.